everyone. It's the Life of Gem live video podcast. We're at season three, episode six, and I have the most amazing guest today. Give us a wave, Dave. Dave Pelzer, author of one of my favorite books from when I was younger, A Child Called It. It's a horrifying tale, but it's a beautifully written book and most recent author of Return to the River, Reflections on Life Choices During a Pandemic. We're going to talk all about it. Let me do his bio, then I'm going to bring him in and... um, Actually, I'm, bring, I'm going to bring him in right now as far as unmuting him. Dave, are you going to read or do you want me to read for you? You, you, have, a, you, have, a, you have a prettier voice than I do, so <laughs> go for it. Well, it's an honor. So let me start with your Thank bio. Thank you, my dear. As an individual who represents overcoming adversity, Dave has dedicated his life to helping others help themselves. As a former Air Force combat air crew member, Dave's job entailed mid-air refueling of the once highly secretive SR-71 Blackbird and the F-117 Stealth Fighter. While on active duty, Dave was selected as California Volunteer of the Year. He's received personal commendations from four U.S. presidents, was honored as one of the top 10 outstanding young Americans, and later was the only American to be honored as outstanding young person of the world. He's also a recipient of the National Jefferson Award. He's the author of Count this nine. Talk about prolific, inspirational books, including the best-selling "A Child Called It." All of his books have been bestsellers, but especially "A Child Called It." And the most recent author of "Return to the River," and you can find that in the links. I put that in there for everyone who's going to get on. And it's reflections on life choices during a pandemic. For the nearly the last ten years, Dave served as a California fire captain in two separate districts. During that time, he's been deployed to some of the state's most horrendous fire fires. He believes our only limitation is ourselves. Thank you, Dave Pelzer, for coming on. Jim, I got to tell you, I was saying this off the air for your audience, but you're so bloody important. <laughs> I, I, I set up the link at 1030 a.m. because I didn't want to drop the link. And I, I want to say this before I forget my manners. One, thank you for having me on my show, Aww. your show. I know how busy you are, and I appreciate you taking time to, 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 to look at the book and, and what have you. And I also want to thank you, and I'll say this at the end if my manners are, are if I remember them well, but the work that you're doing helping people out is just tremendous. And Aww. I'm going to say this nicely. I, I was going to have a glass of wine, but my staff fled <laughs> about my wine because I haven't even eaten dinner yet. My dear. I, was, I don't eat dinner until I'm done. <clears throat> but Right now, in, in, in post-pandemic War of the Worlds, per se, we don't have time for, for fantasy clowns. Exactly. And I'm saying this nicely. Uh, the, the age of the master motivational speaker is dead and gone. Because I've never seen any of these clowns walk an old lady across the street or I help agree. out a homeless person. So we need people to give out heartfelt advice live the life that they're leading mm. and simply be there for others in need. So I'm saying, thank you, Jim. I'm going to, uh, as a single man in Northern California, I, 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 I'm a hermit nowadays, as you read the book, <laughs> yeah. uh, you got to be pretty damn important for me not to have my lunch or dinner at this time of the day. So thank you for having me on your show. I truly well, do appreciate it. The more I read your book, and we're I'm going to read a short portion yeah. of it in a minute as soon as I'm able to share this on my personal page. Um, 
what what I was most struck by is our intersections. Like we both kind of live because I'm a public defender. Yes. You yes. work as a firefighter. We work in traumatic environments. Me, the courtroom, you, the field. And, um, you know, I may not save lives literally, but I try to help people get their lives back together. And you literally save lives. So I just want everyone to know, um, you know, how honored I am to have. There I go. I posted. So honored I am to have you on the show because I. As a young girl, I remember reading A Child Called It probably five or six times. And maybe it's one of the reasons I so wanted to get involved in criminal justice to, um, you know, because everyone I know, most people within the system are victims themselves. Um, they've been um, hurt in some way. There's trauma. And I just think you are the perfect example. And I'm going to read a portion about that, about how to recover from trauma as best as you can. And really, your book is a book for the times because it's all about what COVID makes you rehash in your brain. And you're like perseverating on it. But I love that about it because I think you weave it in beautifully with your past and your present. And that's super hard to do craft wise. And I just I just love the book so much. So I wanted to thank well, and, you. For and, that. and I, I, I thank you, Miss Jim. And, and I'm going to say this as a writer because uh, I'm just again, this is adult time. I, 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 I cannot believe the adventures that God has allowed me to live. Mm -hmm. I mean, about it. I'm, 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 I live in a basement. I don't speak. I'm hunched over. I have no motor skills. And yet I learned how to speak at age 14. And I went on to speak different languages or do comedy and impersonations like you can't believe fantastic. <laughs> and, and, and yet no coordination. I was allowed to fly for the Air Force. Yeah. Or, 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 or allowed to, to write books. I mean, yeah. uh, as a child, uh, uh, my generation loved uh, astronauts and, and baseball players. Or if you were a girl, you wanted to be a, the ballerina. Mm -hmm. Age, and I could not. I cannot believe to this day that we've had the successes in publishing. Or I can't believe at age fifty-two, I'm going to say I retire. I'm not going to be on the road three hundred days a year trying to help people out. I decided in my ignorance, I'll be a fighter fighter. Right, <laughs> <laughs> big mistake, huge. And then. And, and that's the thing. And I'm going to read something to you, Jim. And I want your Please. audience to listen to this. And this is, it was supposed to be in the book. It didn't make it. There was a mistake. Oh, thank this, you. I really this, want to hear this. this. This validates your life, my life, and your listeners' lives. And this, I'm going to read this slow. And I'll read it toward the end if I can. The proper function of man is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. And that's a good friend of yours in the Bay Area, my dear, Jack London. Wow. I have another, I have a saying that I tell my young firefighters and my young airmen, I'm chief with the Air Force and I do a lot of work with my military. God bless them. I tell everybody I meet, if you're under 40, you don't know what the hell you're doing, but here's my line. Live a grand adventure. So to tell a great story. Wow. I have been so... Miss Jim, you have no idea. I believe in my heart that I am the most blessed person I know. By that, my higher power has blessed me a thousand times. And if you look at that book, it's a haunting love story about family dynamics. It's oh, a beautiful, totally. Mm -hmm. A beautiful love story about life mm -hmm. and loss and being overwhelmed and yet Imagine being a single mom with three kids and COVID hits and you got to raise the kids and in, in school, oh my gosh, what do you do? 
And then at the same time, what I love about the book is the threads of, you know, taking self inventory. Yes, you know, exactly. What What's amazing is I've had the opportunity to meet with, you know, high level politicians or kings or, you know, comics or because I do comedy or or to meet per se a list celebrities. And you think it's all grandeur and, and they look at you like, oh, my God, Dave, you, you've got to make them going. I'm a village idiot. <laughs> I'm the smartest idiot you'll ever meet, but I'm human. And, yeah. and what I like about Return to the River is I kind of allowed my humanness to be exposed. And at the same time, okay, one day at a time, one box at a time, and we'll get through this, you know, because a lot of people I think were fooled, Miss Jim, in the 80s and 90s. If you can think it, you've done it. I am a genius. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. None of us are perfect. None of us are virginal. And it's what you do every day, every hour to try to improve your life and hopefully the lives around you. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, what I know to be true as well is that no one could have foreseen when I was a high school dropout at 17 hiding under those bleachers that one day I would go to USC law school. You know, I was this rabble rousing punk rock juvenile delinquent kid. And by the grace of God, a higher power, whatever you want to call it, um, I got where I did. And there's that scene in the book where um, you're trying to get into the Air Force. And thank you for your service. I used to represent veterans um, in Veterans Corps. And I really appreciate your service. And <clears throat> there's that scene where you're like, I don't even know if I can get in. And if they do let me in with this GED, then I'm going to have to start at the very bottom. And you work your way up. I think all of your books, but especially this book, is about resilience because it's not just resilience like this redemption story, but it continues, right? Life is never easy. And we talked earlier about how I someone hacked my Facebook. I had to redo all the codes for this podcast. And you're like, that just always happens. <laughs> and yeah. like, and I'll always say no one, like no one can be a public defender unless you've kind of had chaos in your childhood because that chaos feels normal. And I don't, and that's what I love about your book because you go from past to present and you keep on going back to your past, but then you're back in the present trying to reconcile what's going on in your well, life now. What I, what I wanted to do was have primers. Yeah. Like, okay, why did, why do I make decisions I do or why am I triggered or why am I not? See, I, right. I, I did a lot of work with people in program AA and so forth. And I got to tell you, my dear, I have learned more from these people. They've taught me how to be a better human being, how to be more of a humanitarian. And I've learned something. It's not about your actions, but half the time it's about your inactions, what mm. you don't say and what mm. you don't do. And, you know, we represent that in the book. And I have to tell you this, uh, and I'm just, again, it's after five and, you know, I'm off duty per se. <laughs> that, that book was unplanned. It's an unplanned pregnancy because when you write, in my case, I feel like Christopher Nolan, the film director, the Batman series, Interstellar Inception. He thinks oh, five, ten years ahead, like a James Bond movie. And then he kind of writes it out and then the synopsis and then he puts the scenes together. This thing was totally unplanned because it takes me a good two years to write. And I have to think about the formula. What is the switch? What's the pull? I mean, I do all the little threads. And this book has so many beautiful threads. And I'm yeah. so proud of it. And it's probably as a writer. Because I'm not a good writer. Everybody knows that. It takes me eight to 10 hours to describe one paragraph. And what I did with this book is I read it cover to cover, and then I read it backwards. Wow. You know, from chapter 10 to chapter I've done one. that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And, I'm, and I get something out With of it. My own because mm-hmm. it's really not about my character or your life. It's about all of our lives about, hey, maybe I can do, I can stop and stop this train from colliding and do something different. Or maybe I can reach out a little bit more or maybe take a step back, get a good night's sleep, which everybody knows me. Okay, I have insomnia, blah, blah, blah. But it's really, I, I, I just, I, I, I truly do like this book. And I pray with my, again, hand, hand, hand to hand here. It really makes a difference in the lives of others. That's my big thing. Oh, I think it will. And, you know, your humility is really just so refreshing and you're so kind. And the thing that um, I noticed about you say you're not a good writer, that's not true. But um, when I was about 10 years ago, I was working on my memoir, um, the one about my childhood. And um, a very famous writer told me I took a class with him and he said, Juanita, you're not the best writer but you're a really hard worker and you're going to make it. And I, I was devastated and didn't write for six months because my own insecurities came out. And I said, what does he mean? I'm not the best writer. Oh my gosh. I have to be the best at everything. And it devastated me. But looking back, I think he meant it as a compliment. He, he did. That and work he, ethic that you clearly yeah. have. It's, I've it's, never seen such a hard working I, person. I, I, it's really weird. Jobs. Um, I, I do a lot of public speaking <clears throat> and 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 they, and and they actually have a class. You pay thousands upon thousands of dollars to learn how to pronunciate. <laughs> how to capture the audience attention. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. So, <laughs> it really is. What I've learned is speak from your heart. Yeah. With a pure clarity. And and here's, I mean, I've I've done these programs in which you know corporate people, Mr. Pelzer, what is the key to your success? Well, I'm stupid. I'm the smartest idiot you ever meet. Number two is I don't give up. A lot of people give up. Yep. They, they just cave. They haven't had adversity. So they don't know this is the yellow brick road. And, and, and you don't know who's going to be on the yellow brick road. And there's flying monkeys with pieces. Watch out. And maybe the Wizard yeah. of Oz won't let you in. So yeah. you have to be persistent. And you have to have a certain passion. It's not and about you have writing. to go home, which means well, well, go back well, to your authentic self to quote yeah, you Dorothy, be right? You got to be Clint. real and you have to be true to yourself. Yeah. So I'm trying to say, you know, there's life is not, you know, what's the old saying? Man plan, God laughs. You got to be persistent. Yeah. And as a child, I got to tell you, as a teenager in foster care, and that helped me when I tried to join the military, I loved the N word. The N word was no, no. You're mm-hmm. a high school dropout. You stutter. We're the Air Force. We're, we're taped top, top of the cream, cream. Yeah. And I said, I'll be back. And it took me five, six yeah. months. And I got the, the job as a swamp cook like Papillon in Florida cooking. Mm-hmm. But yet again, to, to, to have that adventure, you know, I see so many people that are the Walking Dead. Jim, I'm going to say this. And again, it's after five. It's adult time. The Walking Dead. I don't understand why people say, Dave. My father yelled at me once for 10 seconds. He's been dead for 20 years, but he's still yelling at me. Okay? And this is why I'm not a success. No, 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 no. Stop it. Yeah. If you, sir, if you, if you endured something and survived it, you survived for a reason. hundred percent. I've never met anybody 100%. who says, Dave, poor me. Here's my violin. I'm a victim of cancer. No, they say I fight the cancer. I survived the cancer. And every day I'm here is a great day. I say every day in this gem, you know, this and being a Californian, we have more shootings and deaths in Oakland, California right now than Chicago. Every day our kids come home safe. 
is a blessing. Every day yeah. that you and I don't have COVID is a blessing. Every day that we're not bombed from bad guys with issues is a beautiful day. And for me, <clears throat> my success is affable, happy, humble, and assist because I know what it's like to be less than zero. And yeah, and no, I, I, I don't believe in victimization of the self either. You know, I had to redo my whole life when I couldn't have kids. I went through in vitro multiple, you know, infertility for years. And I had to really say, what am I going to make of my life um, now that I can't do that? Yeah, you know, I was thought of that life. Yeah. How are you going to fill it? And I fill it with writing and I love reading. I've, I used to read books on the roof when my parents would fight or at the park. And I've never, I lose myself in a book. And I've been so blessed, like you said, to meet writers like you that I've admired for years, other writers I've got to interview. And I just, I think it's a miracle. I'm like, who would have ever thought well, this? Let, you let, know? Let, me, let, me, let me say something. And I apologize for interrupting. It's bad manners. Not at all. But, but I'm an old man, no hair, no country. Okay. <laughs> um, I really believe this, Miss Jim. That life is about these tumblers, these connections to meet the right mm -hmm. person at the right time. And you saw it in the book. Mr. Ziegler, my teacher, used to, good job, son. Keep up that good work. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm real. I exist. Yeah. I, I met him 20 years later at Mr. Ziegler. One time I wasn't doing well. You said, I'm a good kid. I don't remember that. I'm going, no, I do. So when you do random acts of kindness or when people tell you i really believe this miss jam when two people tell you in a period of like 24 hours um don't quit hey i believe in you that to me is god talking to you i'm busy g diddy busy 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 but i'm talking to you yeah. if three or four people tell you something in two days that is god screaming at you and god's busy parents yeah. are busy teachers are busy yeah. Okay, they can't, we can't solve yeah. all your problems when you run out of toilet paper. Get toilet paper, wash your hands. You've got to activate. Yeah. And I've been very blessed to have a circle of prayers. Or, or I remember I wasn't doing too well during COVID and I had an unexpected loss. And I thought maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed. What do I do? And yet out of nowhere, dozens of people call, text, tweet, wow. and you meet them. And, and or, or to meet someone like you, because I got to tell you, Jim, the last few days have been, oh, my God, horrendous. Horre and I'm going, what, what? I'm going, God, can, can you lay off a little I'm bit? Sorry. Yeah. You me a little bit there. But at the same time, it, every like I say, every day that we're not, you know, hurt. Or here's my here's my big thing. And again, this is the adult show. The best part. Of being an adult. Is two or three o'clock in the morning. It's truly amazing. Yeah. You go to the bathroom. You check on the house and the dog wakes up or the cat follows mm -hmm. you. you. Check on the kitties. And everything's OK. And then you go back to bed and your partner, your beloved is there and you spoon with them and you get that mm, murmur. That yeah. is you can't buy yeah. that satisfaction, that beautiful love. You can't. And I'm trying to convey, I think COVID taught us to be humble yeah. because a lot of people didn't like being contained. They, they, they thought mm. their freedom was being taken away. They were in denial. They were angered. They tried to mm. bark. And some of them went cuckoo, cuckoo, as I say. 
And I think if anything, maybe being smacked around during my childhood made me appreciate the every time I bite into something, I got to tell you the truth. I just savor it. I savor it. My big fantasy is, I mean, I remember I wrote it in a book when I was stabbed. It was an accident. Right. My by mom your mom. And the number one thing I wanted, because I thought, okay, this is, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. You can't hide being stabbed with blood spurting everywhere. And everybody said, oh my God, Dave, did you, did you dream about Mickey D's, Taco Bell? I said, no, all I wanted was clean sheets. Wow. And, and, and to this day, I, if I had Oprah money, I'd have clean sheets. Okay. I know you put them on at two <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I want them at 6 a.m. I want them at 10 a.m. <laughs> I haven't slept, but change those sheets. I love stupid little things like a James yeah. Bond movie or I love, and this is important for your audience. I always tell people, date yourself. Do 10 mm-hmm. things a day that makes you happy. I love having a cup of coffee. When I'm done with oh, you, my dear, 5 a.m., big cup of coffee, sit outside. Big coffee, huge, winning oh. big. I know this, you don't. I, I'm going to, when I'm done with this show, I'm going to celebrate by having a chicken salad, right? And, and, and a glass of wine on my beautiful deck that you read about. And it's just... In your new what home. Convey, what I'm trying to convey is it's always the small things that you can do consistently that are just beyond your reach. Uh, my big advice... And you showed everyone also that like you made it at this point. Everyone would have said you totally made it. You, you know, however millions of books you sold. But yeah. that still in the end, you're going back to... I need to simplify my life. Where am I going to live? Yeah. Um, you got a divorce, unfortunately, and I'm sorry for that, but you have your, your child who's older and um, you have this career that you love. You're this, you know, you work in the field, helping to save people's lives as a firefighter and, um, and literally pumping someone's chest sometimes to keep them alive. I will say that it's never pretty when you do that, by the way, it's not yeah. like the movies. You this show the not, trauma of it. Backdraft. No, and, and that's what I liked about it, because I think that what people don't realize that first responders and people who work in traumatic environments, the triage of it, is what it takes out of us as individuals that work in that environment. It takes a lot out of you. Like, we're giving part of ourselves away to do that work. It's, it's not mile. easy work. Yeah, it's, it's not easy to work mile. in a courtroom with my 10 clients who are schizophrenic and are having meltdowns, and I'm trying to help them put their lives back together at the worst time of their lives and you in the field fighting a fire and then someone's passed away in front of you. That takes a lot out of you. Well, that, and, and part of it is, and, and we're kind of going on a different thing here yeah. is that one, I it's, it's, it was such a privilege to have served. And, and when I left uh, as a captain at Sea Ranch, I, I was leaving my family dynamic mm-hmm. and, you know, I was abandoned and, you know, I've got issues with that and so forth, but I have to say, I was really concerned in the beginning of COVID that we didn't go Mad Max. Yeah. And by that, you know, people uh, uh, hijacking uh, uh, fuel trucks or, or food trucks. And I'll say this, and this is your audience, a kudo to them and to you, is that everybody was involved in this. We were all somehow connected to stabilize things, to keep things going and trying to assist you know, and I'm so proud of that. And, and it's really weird. A lot of, like when I did the Tubbs fire, you know, people come out and they have flags, go firefighter, go, God bless you. I'm saying, stop it. We're just doing our bloody job. Yeah. You know, teachers are doing their job. Exactly. People who drive the trucks to deliver food and fuel, we're just all 
connected to do our job. Nothing more and nothing less. But I will say it again. It was such an honor. I mean, think about it. My father, you read it in the book. The, my, I carried my father's badge with me since I was 1920. That's all he had when he died. And, and yet that badge has been to the White House when my son was born. Uh, uh, everything I did that had some significance. So it's about, I think, having a legacy onto yourself for your children's children. Yeah. Um, I just want to read this portion really quick, and then we can talk about it. Um, I, there's a bunch of, I literally have highlighted in documents. I, I need to mail you another book, my dear. <laughs> this is how I like my books, all, all, all dog-eared. When I was a kid, I used to read in the bathtub, and all my books were crinkled with bath water. Um, this this section right here, as and it's on page 202 if people are following around watching later. I, I as, as an adult, I fully know that my experiences, even the wrenching ones, were blessings mm. of sorts. They made me appreciate the everyday, quiet, loving moments of life all the more. That the vaccine against injustice is indeed humanity. Even in my basement days, it was always the simple gestures that sustained me. A compliment from Mr. Ziegler, an, envelope, an enveloping hug from Mrs. Woods, or a piece of bread from the school nurse. Then, while in foster care, the kindness of my providers, or a nod of approval from a stern Air Force recruiter. Decades later, before being dragged into a black pit of total despair, my own son's voice informing me that he was thinking of me. Those nano slices of life all somehow pulled me through. Hopefully I, in turn, maybe in some minute way, could like countless others as a first responder, be able to begin to help cure other suffering, that I can bring a semblance of peace to those who deserve it far more than myself. Yet to do so, I have to continually strive to make my own life peaceful. If I do not forgive, I can never achieve the serenity I have fought, I had fought so hard and for and rightfully deserve. I get a little choked up reading that. It's so beautifully written. And I think you capture something so profound. And, you know, I've, it's really interesting to meet you, Albert, virtually. Um, you're not what I expected. Um, well, I'm uh, actually containing myself because usually I'm more Robin Williams-esque. So <laughs> boy. I had heard that, but when I read your book, I, I see your soul here. Like you bear it for all of us to see the good, bad, and the ugly. And it's like, yeah, you're going back to your childhood a lot, but you're kind of just explaining yourself now as well. And, you know, you kind of leave blood on the page and you, you're not a perfect narrator in the book. You're like, I'm flawed. I'm human. I'm and, broken. And I, I got to tell you, I, I, I love my country. And sometimes I think, why are we buying into these things? Like, Three easy payments of 1995, and I mean, it's like it's like calling these these people the, who who know the answers to everything. I'm going, shut up, just give me the lotto numbers. It's that simple. Thank you. You know, we're looking for a quick fix, yeah. and I'm trying to say that we're all. What did Kennedy say? Do you remember President Kennedy? We all breathe the same air. Mm. We are all human. We all want our children to do better. We're yeah. all flawed. We're all broken. I know this. And, and I just try to kind of like, can, you know, open myself out to say, okay, you know, I, I've made a lot of mistakes. I could have done this, should have said that, done that. But at the same time, you know, you keep moving forward. What was that movie? World War Z, our good friend, Brad Pitt. He plays. Oh yeah. Doctor. Yeah. Life is about movement. You better keep moving. Winston Churchill, yeah. when you're going through hell, you keep going. 
And that's what my character represents is being overwhelmed by a pandemic, trying to assist, overwhelmed by two different losses that were totally unexpected, and literally trying to move. Mm. Literally moving. You're moving homes. Yeah. Psychologically, physically, spiritually. And there's no place to move because in the Bay Area at the time, everything was shut down. You had COVID. You, 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 you had the fires that, that decimated, I think, 25, 2,700 homes in three hours. Wow. 2,700 homes. And I'm going to say this for my police officers. You know, a lot, of, a lot of police officers don't get the respect they deserve. And everybody says, oh, you firefighters, you saved us. I'm going, no, we didn't. Those damn police officers knocked on every single wow. door to evacuate people. So it's always, it's like being a parent. My son just sent me a text and, and it's like, dad, I have a kid now. He's four years old. I'm starting to understand it. I'm going, yeah, that's the, You're how a it grandpa? Is. I'm sorry. You're a grandpa. Uh, no, I'm an oompa. That's better oompa. than young to be grandy. I'm Robin Williams of, of, of grandfathers. I'll tell you that right now. Cause even my grandson's like, dude, you got to slow down. I'm going, no, we got to go, go, go. Let's go baby. But it's amazing how people behind the scenes have an effect on your life 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years later. I just celebrated my 50 year anniversary a few weeks ago. And I didn't, I, I'd forgotten about my anniversary rescue thing, which is a big thing for me. You know, it's just, what did uh, Tom Hanks say? In a course of a life, one never knows what events may transpire. That's a beautiful line. Mm-hmm. Another beautiful line is you have to keep the faith. You never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day. I, I love mantras i know i can tell because it's just enough it's not you want the big super duper burger but maybe a bite or two will get you through and i i really believe that i i and and because i've lost a lot and because i've seen a lot and experienced a lot you know it's kind of nice to be in this stage that i can sit down in a beautiful chair talk to a beautiful woman amazing she's awesome so sexy love (laughs) it and yet spew a tidbit of advice that someone can say, you know what? I'm ready to, re- there's listening. And then in your heart, there's receiving. So all yeah. I'm trying to do is throw out this and throw out that hoping and praying. Hmm. Maybe that can help someone at the right moment at the right time. Tumblr effect. What is, and I'm going a little off topic here. This wasn't in the questions I sent you. What, um, what is your style when you do comedy? Do you do a narrative style? I find it so fascinating I mean, it's, because it's, there is a humor here as well. Oh, it's there, very oh, yeah. subtle. It's, it's, it's very little, subtle, but yeah. It's, it's subtle, and especially if you love movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you're a movie buff. You oh, know, please, like every please, movie. Please. I can dole out anything. <laughs> um, I, I got to tell you, um, when I, when I do presentations, public presentations, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm affable, but there's a lot of psychology involved. Cause I remember years ago, you would, I would see people bring in tissue paper. I would hear them. Oh my God, he's going to make me cry. So I thought, okay, let me open up the show by doing Dave Letterman. Ladies and gentlemen, the top 10 list, number 11, you know, uh, and, 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 and I was trying to represent if I can, if, if I'm comfortable, I'm going to make you comfortable. Mm. And you think it's about this, but it's going to be about this journey. And the journey is not about abuse. It's not about playing your violin. The journey is, this is what happened to me. Here's what I learned from it. And I want to give you something. Mm. I remember one time I said to an audience, I said, when you leave tonight, call your sister, call your brother, mend that fence. Don't go to bed upset. Do this, do that. And people are like, wow, 
This is different. And that's what you want to do with life. You want to do something a little bit different. You don't want to plan it out. And, and sometimes I, I, I do actual, you know, present. I, I'm, I think the best comedy show I ever did was in uh, Kuwait. They had me on this wooden stage. They took off all my medals, you know, and, and, and they were in a bunker. I'm going, so I'm up here. I don't have a gun. You're in a bunker. And well, if you get shot, we'll be fine. I'm going, thank you very much for that. <laughs> and I did my best Robin Williams show with a little bit of, you know, uh, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, Zig Ziglar psychology. And, and I do that in a sense, because I want people to relax. Mm. I want them to feel good about themselves. And think about it. you and I are talking about the worst thing that humanity can do to each other right. is, is, is to deliberately prey on a child, right? particularly if you're right. an adult. Right. And, and, and yet I disseminate it and try to slice it up like in the book. And at the same time, do it with love and compassion and a spirituality right. and maybe just a little bit of humor as well. Yeah. And, you know, family, I've written my own family. It's very hard to write about family. There's always going to be blowback. There's going to be people that say this isn't, that isn't true. That isn't the, what I want to know is how do you feel about, because memoir is my favorite genre and I'm sure it's yours too, probably. How do you feel about the way memoir is the me more people call it me more. And I am like, do you know how hard it is to sit, take something that really happened and make it art? Well, so it's not pedantic and it's not boring. Like it's really hard to craft a book like this where you're weaving in and out of real life now. And then how do you feel about how memoir is portrayed? Do you think we get a fair shake as memoirists or do you, you know, think that the media is predisposed? I, I, and and I, I don't want to devalue that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not on my radar. Okay. It's really not because I've learned this a long time ago. I can't please everybody. That's right. I I did a book signing recently and I got in trouble. My humor got me in trouble. Okay. Yeah. I I, I said, you know, we're never going to, as human beings, things are never going to be even Steven. That teeter totter is always going to be off. And I said the line and I hope I don't upset anybody. If you want to sue me at statepelzer.com, lawyers are us. Good luck with that. Uh, I said the line, you know, Life is never going to be even, Stephen. The minister's daughter is always going to be a little loose. <laughs> the, 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 the practitioner's son is going to be on meth. You know, uh, I mean, but, truth, right? Yeah, because it's amazing <laughs> how much it. we learn in society, and particularly now that we're more open about things, which is, a, which is great. But it's, it's like, that's, that's not on my radar. My job as a writer, mm. it's never about me or my character, per se, my persona. Okay. I just put that character in a situation and say, what can you learn from this? Don't do what Dave did. You need to make that phone call. You need to mend that fence. You need to stop saving the world and work on yourself. Mm. It's idiots like me. We do a lot of advice, but it's hard to receive advice. And it's really hard to look in that mirror and go, Hmm, you're not so pretty as you think. You know, yeah. that type of thing. So yeah. my thing this is whole a, book is a is a reconciliation. Oh, it, it, it really is. On and, yourself, and it, really. And in your well, head when you're separating. It's the character of myself and what right. I represent. It's not this, you. It's the character. I try to. And, and again, I say it's a it's a haunting love story. You know, it really is. And by the way, that cover, Miss Jim. Oh, yeah. I love the cover. summer. And I commissioned it and I hired this, 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 the, the, the artist to do that. That is the summer of 1966. Oh, wow. In which my mother held me 
at the river that you read about. And my father and I took like a five minute walk and it changed my entire life. And mm -hmm. I physically live not even a hundred yards away from where we used to spend our time in the summer. And again, the connection and the appreciation of the small snippets of life that really have a dramatic effect. Yeah. So, I mean, in the end, is the return to the river, are you really talking about a sort of cleansing and baptism and like a, a forgiveness of the water? Because water, you know, always symbolizes healing. And Yeah. And, and you read that. We had uh, a firefighter, a trainee of mine who was older and he was a, a, a minister in the Navy. Mm -hmm. And, and, and he, he wrote a nice perspective for us. And it talks about, you know, like a river runs through it, how the, the water of life flushes and, and water is about energy. And while it is about renewal, and I really love the title of the book. Um, I love the title. I it was a very romantic title. And the, the publisher and I went back and forth on the, the original subtitle because they didn't like the word pandemic. I'm going, well, the elephant is there. We know there's a pandemic. Let's just address I it. I love the subtitle. I think it yeah. puts everything into perspective. I think without the well, subtitle. It's, it's, to me, it's universal because we yeah. have maybe five or 55,000 years of age. We all experienced the pandemic uh and i gotta say this i don't date a lot miss miss jim but 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 i had to i had a stalker mm. COVID was stalking me i've had COVID <laughs> three times now oh you and did I, yeah i saw I, that the last time i saw COVID, it says you know i want to see other viruses this isn't working <laughs> out but COVID came back i want to break and, up with COVID. i'm done COVID went full COVID on me and i'm still <laughs> working on my voice box and and my taste buds but i'm going you know we've all experienced something yeah that isn't fair that's unexpected definitely not planned and then it's like okay what do i do with this now yeah. what do i do and i was lucky i gotta tell you miss jim being a firefighter i mean hey well, i got to travel got to drive backwards in a fire engine you're locked up you're locked up i'm not you know so it's it's amazing you know what you well, do yeah when, when when you have things and it's suddenly either taken away or it stops and, and, and a lot of stress. I mean, COVID, I really believe is going to be with us for another 20, 30 years, mm. psychologically, if not as a virus and so oh, forth. And then point. at the same time, it's like, okay, I got COVID, uh, what, three, four times. And I, you know what I did? I just stayed home. I planted my flowers, took a lot of naps. I binge watched a few shows, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's like, okay, it's like anything. You have to just deal with it. This is what God's given you. It's not fair, but just you know, try to make the best of it in a sense. And that's why I really, really believe, and I keep saying it to everybody, okay, bad things happen, okay? And life is unfair. You know, that's why I think we love the Olympics. We don't know who won the last gold medal skating, running, but we love the stories. You know, yeah. my father died or my mother this, or I lost someone, but this drove me. I mean, if you think about it, the Air Force didn't want me. I didn't deserve to be in the Air Force, but I'm a scrapper. The guy even said, you're a scrapper. And I saw that in the military. You know, these tough guys and girls, whenever I'm going, I'm going to keep my head down and shut up and just go, 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 go. Right. And I was the same thing with publishing or even being a firefighter. It's a science I can barely understand. And I'm so in awe and I'm going, wow, how did you figure that out? I don't know. I just <laughs> tried it. I'm going, that's what you do. There's no, there's no checklist in life. You, you just, no, you figure it out. You're clearly resilient, highly adaptable. I want to, you make a comment about publishing and I, uh, there's a lot of writers. I have so many writers that watch this show later and I really want them 
for you to talk about how publishing has changed, how how you did it. I mean, did you just go out there and knock on doors? Did you no. send your manuscript out a hundred times? Like, how no. did you find the right publisher at the right time? Well, well luck. Okay, write this down, audience. A lot of luck in life. Lots mm. of luck. I was just on the phone helping out a lady who, who has saying, oh my God, I need to get published. I'm going, well, okay, let's let's talk about that. And and what it is, mm. and hang on here and see if I can put some light on the subject here, okay? So you can see me better. Oh, okay. better. Thank you. Better. You know, don't look at the creases, okay? <laughs> they put on any makeup or foundation. Thank you. Uh, publishing is just like- I use know, what's called highlighter. <laughs> you're looking good, my dear. Looking good. Feeling good. Uh, a lot of publishing is like the, the, the actor business or the music business. You know, it's a billion to yeah. one. And I say that I'm an inspiring writer. Good luck with that. It's a billion to one. Right. It's right place at right time. And, and I was just telling the lady, you know, I want to be the next day Pelzer. Well, you're 60 and I don't know if that's going to work out because I started this in my thirties. And what it was for How me. How old were you when a child called it got published? Okay. That's a trick question. Um, it was printed before it was published. Mm, interesting. Means, you know, it's not no ISBN library of Congress. Mm -hmm. There's no, they cannot get to any bookstore in the world. It's just printed. Right. Right. So what it was, a child called it was initially a thank you letter to my teachers that I wanted mm. to give. I gave myself 10 years. And then I said, nope, I'll give myself 20 years to get my act together. And I wanted to present this little, you know, ribbon and thank you letter type thing. And that eventually became a child called it. And I'm proud to say, Miss Jim, and you better get your tissues out. Um, it was given to my teachers on the exact 20 year anniversary of my rescue. They were the wow. first ones to get it. It was printed. And then what happened was I was uh, uh, made a name for myself in the 80s in California because I talked about the R word, not the V word, the R word, resilience. Mm -hmm. Everybody was taken back the night and they had their big lighters, which is fine. But I'm saying once your big lighter runs out, what are you going to do now? Are you going to be a teacher or are you going to be an attorney? You're going to be someone that helps the agenda of helping people out. Exactly. And I thought, what if I had a universal message about resilience? So as a counselor juvenile hall while flying for the Air Force, did programs, in-service training, boom, 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 boom. I got a few accolades. And with accolades, you get a little bit of press. And eventually I was touring America. Well, I was Will Rogers with glasses. Will Rogers <laughs> names with glasses. I would do up to seven presentations a day. Oh, my goodness. Working like I said, hard 16, worker. 16 hours a day. I would do a comedy show, a fundraiser, visit an Air Force base, in-service training, you know, all over. And with that momentum, it's like, I'm Dave Pelzer. I'm running for Congress per se. You get, you know, and, and yeah. then at the time, you know, you get shows that want to interview you or you get newspapers and, and uh, the book was officially published in 1995. And then two years okay. later, it made the New York times bestseller list. And this is kind of like behind the scenes. Uh, I had two books with the publisher at the time. Yeah. The Lost Boy was the follow-up, the sequel. And, and I told the ladies that were sales ladies, I says, hey, let's put the two books together and give them $2 off, package it. And they said, Mr. Pellers, we're sorry to inform you. We're going to cancel the child call date. It's just not selling enough. Mm. Now, think about that. We talked about timing in tumblers. Uh, within a matter of a month after the book was going to be canceled, we 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 did a television talk show with a, the the very nice man, Mr. Montel Williams. I was going to say, yeah, and you that, are Montel. I remember that just and and that book on the New York Times. And I'm going to say this humbly as possible. 
that book that that publisher said, oh, this is pornographic violence. I'm going, no, sir, this is about the resilience. This is Rocky Balboa. Come on, look at it. Everybody that read the book gave it to their family and friends. But one person bought it, 40 people read it. That one book was the number one international bestseller in the world and was on the New York Times for over six years. Yeah, I remember. The average stay of the New York Times is six weeks. Yeah, I was I was in uh, junior college when I first read it. Um, and I remember thinking, wow, if, if this guy can write a book after overcoming all of this, I mean, it really is just a story of resilience. I mean, that is what it is. And people can call it whatever they want. But if you've read the book and it's meant a lot oh, yeah. to many people and, you know, there's been controversies, but whenever someone gets a lot of spotlight, there's going to be controversy. So yeah. I'm not interested in that part of the story. What I'm interested in is what drove you to keep writing. And, you know, I, I, even I, with people critiquing know. you, saying you're this or you're that, like, I, how again, do you keep doing it? Jim, I got to tell you, sweetheart, I'm not a good, I, I have a friend of mine, Richard Paul Evans. I'm kind of like the Clint Eastwood of Christians. I mean, if you're a bad guy, man, good luck with that. And this guy, I'll be on the phone with them. He wrote the Christmas box. Super sweet guy. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, he's so he's so he just doesn't even flagellate. This guy is so perfect. The hair. The, I'm going. You're 60 and you have all your hair. I don't like you. <laughs> you're, you're you're slim and trim. And he'll, I'll be on the phone with him, and he says, "Dave, I just wrote four pages." I'm going, "Shut up! I hate you." It's, it, you know, it's amazing. It took me 15 years to write my 200 page, 12 yeah, years yeah. to write my 200 page memoir. But it's it's yeah. it's amazing to me that people are amazed. It's like you just do what you have to do. I mean, I I with the, the return to the river, I made my insomnia work for me. I have this beautiful yeah. desk. Ooh, talk about that. Okay, so and, yeah, and I want I you to get into that. Two o'clock in the morning, I would just you know write a page here, and I look at it and go, hmm, listen to music. I don't like that word. That word. 400, 400 words in that paragraph. I don't like that word. And I'll just go crazy. But I, I, I almost feel like, because if you look at the writing, particularly in this so book. So was this a series of free writes that you like would free write every yeah, morning? Yeah. And um, then you put it, because I think that's brilliant. And it reads well, like that in the sense that it reads it's, organic. It's it doesn't foundation. read. Yeah, yeah. You know, because what I try to do is I, I visualize it because if you look at the book, it's really a movie. You know, it's very, it's, a, it's an emotional movie. Cinematic. And yeah. writing, I, I always thought I would be a film, a good film director because with the music and acting and lighting and costumes and nuances, I can give you a good scene. Writing is hard because you're trying to pour out emotion in words. And that's very hard to make the connection. If you look at my writing style, it's different. Uh, uh, a lot of writers write and it's very linear. And I'm going, okay, you're you're speaking in a male voice, but you have female readers and you're not mm -hmm. connecting. If you look at my writing, just about every sentence has three or four different meanings, which means I can have different threads mm, per se. But the the, the the thing about writing for me, it's it's I'm crawling on glass. I am not as smart as I appear per se. And 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 as if I was a warden. I want all my inmates to write their life story at red line, red line, red line, edit, mm. you know, because that's what did Richard Nixon say? When you're in jail, you write your best memoirs because there's nothing else to do. Because <laughs> he thought at one time, guess I'm going to the pokey. Okay, get my pen and typewriter here, people. Well, no, but there's something really profound about what you just said. And I'm actually working on some workshops for people who have been impacted by incarceration and the foster care system and all that mm -hmm. right now, because I think 
you know, people want craft perfection. And I would argue, yeah. I would rather have a raw voice. Why did the Sex Pistols hit? They weren't the yeah. best musicians. They yeah. had something to say. Yeah. Right? And they yeah, meant and it. That's, and, that, and that's the thing. A child called it at the time, if you look at it, I don't think a child called it could be published. Mm. In this day and age, post 9-11, you know, pandemic and so forth. And if you look at it, you know, it's it's kind of like, I mean, like what Bill Clinton is like, okay, we got the internet and I took care of that Monica thing. Don't worry about that. Trust me, my friends. Internet's awesome. It's great. It's going to be fantastic. We didn't have anything on the radar. Mm -hmm. We had, I mean, the biggest selling book was chicken, chicken soup for the slob soul or whatever. I'm sorry. Chicken soup for the soul. You know, little vignettes and they were very cute. You know, and it inspired us enough to kind of like, okay, you know, move on. And and what I like about, uh, you know, everything. My dad started. really loved Reader's Digest condensed books. I, I, I swear to God, I got one in my library. I swear You're to kidding. God. My dad had hundreds of them. And I, know, I never I, knew like some books that, were whole books. I, just I saw only that knew the condensed. Yeah. on Seinfeld about TV Guide. George, where's my TV Guide? Costanza. Oh, my dad too. And, when and, my and, dad and, passed away, hundreds and I probably should have kept them. Boxes. You should have. Oh. I, I I still have a Reader's Digest, and I will keep it to the day I die. There's a story I just love. I gotta have my teeth. Where where's my Reader's Digest? I love and the Ray Romano one where the dad. Uh, everybody loves Raymond, where the dad gets a one of those little quips, like yeah. in the military or whatever, in a yeah. Reader's Digest. Or and he's oh just yeah, he was over in Korea. Mr. Cassandra yeah. was in yeah. Korea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, too. Is that how again, old are you? So if you don't mind me asking. I'm sorry. How old are you? Yes. How old are you? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm, 50, I'm 52. So, um, well, oh, well, you're looking good. I thought, ah, okay, thank you. Okay. We're it's, almost the same again, generation. I'm not, I'm not drinking my wine, so I don't have any excuse. <laughs> I thought you were in your 30s, my dear. I, I'm oh, like, that's too kind. It's, well, it's the, the highlighter and, and it's the, the lighting. I am, I am, I am happy to stay and I embrace this because I obviously don't act my age. I am, I am 62. Oh, wow. Oh, I would have never guessed that. I thought we were about the same age. So uh, you're 62. Well, I love you more I'm now, Miss Jim. Thank you for that. <laughs> but and, there's and something you know, about our generation, right? Generation X. Yeah, and, 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 and I'll say, let me quote a line from our good friend, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. It's not the age. It's the mileage. My son loves that. My son, yeah, he just texted me about Mandalorian 3. Dad, I'm going, I'm busy. It's so good. You should but, do but, it. The, the, I, I the storytelling and the structure is really interesting from a crafts perspective. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too. I love a good story, whether it's a book, but particularly movies, because I'm a movie buff. Mm -hmm. It's how you think or what you believe this movie is going to be about. Like, you look at the last James Bond film. and, what, and it's what was that one? Years, uh, no time to die with our good okay. friend Daniel Craig, and from the very second of the opening, and then looking at the character development and the things they inserted in the films that were totally unexpected. Or mm. there's a movie called The Dark Knight, directed by our good friend Christopher Nolan, the Batman. Oh film yeah, yeah. Too. And 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 I got in trouble a little bit for that because uh, I was doing medical work on somebody and I loaded this lady into a helicopter and she looked at me and she was crying. I'm going, Oh, it's okay. She looked at, and she kept pointing at me. I'm going, Oh shoot. My, my t-shirt was the Joker. It said, why so serious? So in the film, uh, the dark night, I was with a lady. What do you think of the Joaquin, uh, version, Joaquin Phoenix version of the Joker? Oh, beautiful. Wasn't it gorgeous? Right. It was just, it's like very punk rock when, surreal. When, when, when he, when the actor took off his shirt, yeah. That shows vulnerability, and, and 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 you see that this person is starving emotionally and physically. 
But in, in, in the movie, the, the Dark Knight, I had a lady I, I was took out to the movies and she's just stuffing popcorn down her throat. This is the best action movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm shaking going, this is the scariest yeah. psychological thriller. Agreed. It's like when you look at Return to the River, you think it's about, oh, pandemic or, all right, you're a firefighter. And it's not anything mm-hmm. about that. I love it when you can take something. It's like a, yeah. a, when you fall in love, the moment you fall in love, it's never planned. Right. But yet there's these little Reese's pieces and it's totally unexpected. You go, wow. And it's always those private moments, like two o'clock in the morning, let's have a glass of champagne. Let's take yeah. a walk. Let's do something so bloody simple. Because people think, okay, okay, okay. Once I get a billion dollars and lose a thousand pounds and yeah. get the house and the kids, or once the kids leave and I retire, then I'll be happy. Shut up. I always tell people, be happy. Be happy now. It's like LA. There is no there there. Success, you never know when you reach it. Your success is in your heart. Yeah. And in your yeah. happy. Whether you're published or whether you're size 16 or size six, it doesn't matter. I mean, I've had the best times. I I, you read it in the book. I have insomnia, but I slept really well in Iraq. Okay. I've slept in the dirt in Iraq. Leave me alone, man. I'm snoring. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, even at the firehouse, I'll take like a 10 minute nap. Okay, man, I'm ready to go. Let's roll, baby. You know, <laughs> just you want to do 10, 15, five things a day that make you happy. A cup of coffee, holding someone's hand, snuggling with someone. Or when I'm having a real bad day, I deliberately go out and try to make someone smile, smile. Okay, you get a smile, you get a smile, you get a hug. Okay, you need a hug. <laughs> you, know, you kind of want to step outside yourself. And I really believe, too, that maybe in some way my higher power has blessed me. Because I'll say this, Miss Jim, you interview a lot of people, and I'm obviously a very strange agent. That is true. But I'm a happy person at the end of the day. And I fall down and I fail and I take a lot of hard hits. The more that you go out and try to do things, the more you fail. Again, I got in trouble because I did a joke about the minister's daughter. I'm going, how can that offend you? It's about you're never going to, it's never going to equalize and laugh. Why so serious? Okay. Laugh a little bit. I actually got critiqued one time written. A person actually wrote on a letter too dang funny. I don't like yeah. David. He's just too dang funny. Really? What's well, that? I'll say this. What I'm a lot too for a lot of people. And I used to really take it to heart. And now I just say, forget it. I don't care what people well, think. And, I'm going to do me. Right. And the inside. I remember watching Oprah Winfrey on her 40th birthday, and she was so beautiful. She sat down, she she rolled out in a, 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 a fat. She said, I lost 40 pounds. Oh, I remember I'll that episode. <laughs> yeah. She said, I'll probably find it. And she sat down, she says, today I'm 40. And she said, the inside matches the outside. I'm going, God, that's beautiful. I wish I can be there. And now per se, you know, since I moved back to the river, my inside is matching my outside. Mm. I get in trouble, Miss Jim, for saying the L word in Seattle. Shh, shh. I'm about to swear. Ladies. <laughs> I used to get yelled at for saying the word ladies in Seattle. And I was being a Catholic. You're like, oh, my God, I guilt. I'm so guilty. I'm at the point of my politeness yeah. upsets you. Houston, you got a problem. Because on my yeah. inside. You have good intentions. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like. I have so many friends. I live in a very, uh, 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 I live in a community, very open community, you know, uh, uh, 
folks that are either gay or lesbian or straight or they're finding themselves, God bless them. But I love people that can accept themselves for who they are. Yeah. And I embrace that. Who cares? I love that. As long as you're happy and, and, and you're a good person, I love you. I love you. Thank and you. This, we have a saying in the fire department. And the saying is, and I've learned this and I've taught this, you're going to see people, whether they're on the top of their game or the bottom of the well, on their absolute worst day. Mm. What are you going to do about it? And I've had to like stop a few firefighters like, no, 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 no. There's no... There's no cringing. There's no judgment. We're here to help. We're here to assist. We're here to give something of ourselves. And if you look at my persona, I'm just stealing cards. I'm just poking at your heart thinking, hmm, wow, I'm not sure about that poser guy, but he did say one thing that I can use, just like you. I'm just thinking of this because we talked right in the green room right before we went on air about Mm -hmm. um, you were going to tell me a story about San Francisco and maybe you can tell that story to end the show. But when I was in, I'm Catholic as well. So I never made my confirmation. I was kind of agnostic in my teens. Well, I found, you know, my faith again when I was in college at UC Riverside. Because I got all this money, like, when I prayed for it. And I know that's not the right way to find your faith. But it proves something to me. Not that I should have, I shouldn't have needed proof. But I got my proof and something opened up. Well, the validation, my dear. Yeah. And so then I made my confirmation when I was in my thirties at St. John of God on, um, in San Francisco when my husband was in dental school at UCSF. And I loved that community so much. And people would say, how can you go to church? How can you deal with priests? I had the best priest. So I just think it's about being true to yourself. And if like a lot of people will say, Juanita, you know, you talk about, I'm a believer. I'm sorry. And it's okay if you're not, but I have to be me, you know, for you and your exactly. audience please write that down if anything yeah. works for you fine and you don't have to overly prove yourself because when the book we talk about yeah. chase our mother's approval if i had the cure for cancer you remember the scene in which i gave her the letter yeah the absolute letter and this will solve all my problems and we always chase approval in work and personal relationships intimacy raising kids trying to be you know and i'm at the point if you don't get me in five minutes I can't do anything. It's like speed dating. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got my teeth. I got a job. No wants, no warrants. Here's my blood test. Thank you very much. He's out. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. I love, I love, I mean, I, I, I want to say this the right way. I so love my gay friends. You know why? Because they're happy. Yeah. They're so happy. And the inside matches the outside. I'm going, that takes a lot of courage. I'm so insecure. I don't know what I'm doing. Help me, yeah. help me, Kramer. You know, and, and I'm at that stage where I'm just, you know, I've I've had a lot of losses, but no one has had more blessings than me, Miss Jim. No one. Aww. And all I'm trying to do is trying to make people, you know, to give themselves the courage to say, okay, today was a crappy day, but I, we, like I said, we had a really bad day yesterday. But I was so excited to see you today, as I told you off the air. I had my computer set up at ten thirty this morning. <laughs> I had no one to so don't touch that computer. And then I changed the code on you because someone hacked me and uh, oh, yeah. we still, that we would still not connected. Be me. It was meant to be. No, it I, was I, meant to be. You know, someone yeah, took and, down and, my, and, well, they took down my Facebook and uh, Facebook is a way I stream this. So I had to redo everything like 20 minutes before show, but we and, still connected. And, and, and yeah, Why? Because our friend, John, my, the guy, our PR guy. He's calling me. I'm going, oh, God, do we have another cancellation? What did I do wrong now? Did I miss? Did I make this Jim upset before you can see that? And yet it worked out. And that's the thing, too. 
you know, you can have all these grand plans and maybe your higher power or, you know, you run out of gas or something happens. But then at the end of the day, I'm going, man, I'm so glad we connected with Miss Jim. Okay. Cause you Aww. have a lot of questions going. I don't know how I'm going to answer that. I'm not smart. She's smart. I'm not that smart. And that's the thing too. It's like a date, you know, you kind of have your agenda, yeah. but you're going, okay, you know what? roll it out there roll it out there it's organic so it's the, the so best proud. shows are organic you've been a great guest um i want everyone to buy return to the river by dave pelzer i put the link in the communications i'm going to heavily promote it on my facebook so people can know where to get it after the show i also wanted to note that um Lori Markbart, who's a hard rocking woman from Minneapolis in Austin, mm. wrote somewhere in the music, I'll find me a memoir. She's coming on the show next week. Check that out. But please buy Dave Pelzer's book. Dave, do you want to tell that story about your mom in San Francisco um, to end us well, out? Two, You're going to tell me a two story. Quick things, two quick things. Yeah. You know, and, and, and life is about timing. My mother took us, uh, my two brothers and I, to Golden Gate Park when I was about three and a half. And there's something called the Steinhardt Aquarium. And you have mm. these big doors from the 1920s and 30s. You know, they're like, oh, these Schwarzenegger, those doors. And I remember running up and, and looking at this something called the swamp. And there was alligators there. And I loved alligators and turtles. Oh, my gosh. And it was like, I thought I was going to fall in the swamp. My mother just grabbed me and pulled me back. And I was three and a half. I took my son to Golden Gate Park Steinhardt Aquarium at three and a half. He did the same thing. He bounded up the stairs and pulled open the door. And, oh, my God, I'm going to fall in the swamp. I pulled him back. I celebrated my 50th anniversary by taking my family to Steinhardt Aquarium. Wow. My grandson was three and a half. And, and, and I have, I have uh, digital frames and photos. I, I have photos. I'm a photoholic now. And, and I have a photo of him and my son and I, you know, at, at, at that place. And it's amazing how, again, the timing. Now, I'm going to leave your audience with this, Miss Jim. And one, I want to thank you. For having me on your show. Thank you for coming on. It's and been I an want honor. To, to tell your audience what a blessing you are for what you're trying to attempt yeah. to do. And if I, I need 10,000 gems, right? <laughs> I don't need clowns spewing stupid rhetoric or fear, particularly now in our country. So I want to thank you. If you were one of my airmen in the armed forces, I would present you with a coin. So I'm going to, and, and let's talk later because I would like to do another show with you if that's. I would love to. Okay. But I want, I want to read this again. And now Please. that we're settling down and your audience has gone, wow, this was a different show. I need to, that your audience needs to listen to the show two more times to really get the essence. So here's what I'm going to leave you with, ladies and gentlemen. The proper function of man is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. And then, of course, my quote, hubba hubba. Live a grand adventure. So to tell a great story. <laughs> American world at large. This is your co-host, Mr. Pelzer, speaking to you in my own voice. Attempting to try to save America and the world itself from itself. Starting with me. So as the great one once said, good day, good luck, and God bless. Thank you, Dave. Everyone Thank buy you. his book now, Return to the River. Reflections on Life Choices during a pandemic. He has a whole host of other books. We all know them, A Child Called It. Um, and But if you want to be inspired right now about how to find yourself after the pandemic, read this book. Thank you, Dave, for coming on. Thank you, my dear. It's been dear. an honor. Have a great night. <laughs>